getting worse. It's getting darker. Let morning come. Praise the Lord. Okay, maybe better. Okay. So before you say I do, we'll wrap up today and leave room for another time again. Because I know it's such an important and interesting topic that we will still have to come back to. Hmm. Oh, is it a yawn? Or okay, I thought it was a sigh. It was a sigh. Ah, okay. Hmm. So in the last few weeks, we thank God for this series. We appreciate God for Pastor Bimbo. If you, if you learned from her session, please appreciate God for her. God bless her wherever she is. We appreciate Pastor Femi too. God bless you, sir. It is well with you. And we appreciate all of you that took time out to sit down and be a good audience as well. God bless you all. So I'll take a few questions if we still have any questions. If we have any. <laughs> Before we move on. Do we have any questions at all? Okay, please fire. Okay. Um, she talked about um your last teaching. Um Miss okay. Bimbo when she took the before we say I do Miss Bimbo. So I was um she was like during courtship that um when the lady is now doing more like the wife feed juices even before then that is as good as the guy not going on again with it because he has already gotten what he wants or she has already started acting like a wife and i'm like bothered in a way because there are some some guys will now tell you that uh, how would they now know if she is wife material okay, if she yeah. is <laughs> if she is um, domesticated if she can do stuff if she is not and showing those tendencies like it, can she cook can she take care of the home and from will i say from our own side of the kingdom so we are not meant to go and be doing all those stuff so how are we to balance it how are, um, are we to no how are we to balance it up to know if okay for the guys they want to know okay are you good do you know how to do your duties so how are we going to balance it up with you not necessarily going all the way and doing all the old duties before then i don't know if you get where i'm I coming completely from. understand you praise the lord does somebody want to help me please help me answer it'd be lovely to get a good answer from a youth a good answer let's hear from a married man I don't want to um, answer yet. I want to buttress her point. You want to buttress her yeah, point? Like answer a question she already asked. Um, okay, even though I understand that question. I think uh, maybe there's pressure. Uh, you just want to maybe meet someone. You might want to just cook the best thing asks you most times i've discovered that you're already answering her i want to know um if 
It won't be that what happens to faith. It won't be that you should receive it. It's actually right for you to go ahead and do it. Thank you. Yes, now you have buttressed her point. Okay, Daniel, please give us a healthy answer. Praise God. Hallelujah. Bumi, you'll be bearing witness. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fire. <laughs> okay. Well, there are two sides to this whole thing. Okay, but I think from your angle, because I know there are cases where the lady wants to do it on her own, she wants to cook. And um, maybe uh, personally, I I won't really advise the whole washing of clothes. And I don't know if uh, what she's trying to prove. <laughs> no, I'd not say wife should not wash uh, husband's uh, clothes. So. Uh, 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 ah. ah, she's in, she has gone through both stages. Uh, okay. So, so from my personal experience, yes. I don't think. Uh, uh, somebody will say, how will you know if she can cook? How will you know if she will take care of the home? Uh, there are a whole lot of things that uh, would... Personally, I ask, my, so I ask guys this question, that before she came into your life, do you cook for yourself? Do you do the laundry? Do you do that? So if you do that, and why do you think that when you are married, you should just leave everything to her, if you've been mm. doing that before time? And for me, I know that lady could do all this to you and turn terror the next time just to win your heart. So I think people are minoring in, in major and majoring yeah, in minor. minor. There are so many Lord. things to look out for. So from my personal experience, I don't think I, there was no, I, don't, I can't even remember there was a day she visited and she cooked. So how did I know that she could cook and everything? Of course, I, when I visited uh, uh, her auntie, because she Bam. stayed she was staying with her Bam. auntie then. That's so it. she entered the kitchen, she would cook. That's it. I praise, mean, praise the Lord. So she would I cook would, and I she would, does. I would adjust that your answer a little bit. You are spot on. You've hit the nail. There's a lot we are going to do today, so I won't accept another answer. It's fine. But basically, you will be visiting each other with expectation that you are not visiting each other alone. When you go to uh, go and visit him, he's not alone. You will see how he is caring for the people around him. When he visits you, you are not alone. He will see how you are also taking care of the people around you. It's as simple as that. It doesn't mean until you take special time out to go and cook for him, wash his clothes. No. No. I don't know if that has balanced it. Then, I said I was going to twist your your answer a little bit you said when you have some some of your friends you ask them that before she came into your life were you not washing were you not cooking i beg to differ everybody's area of need is different and a woman was created by god ab initio from the inception to come and help the man if that is his area of need he's fine to look for a woman that would take care of his clothes He's fine to look for a woman that will take care of his meals. For some people, the food doesn't matter. For some people, the clothes don't matter. Whether it's clean, it's not clean. I shall just be going. But for some people, that's what matters to them. When you are looking for a wife, look for your area of need. And she must meet it. 
If not, the problems will come. She must meet that area of need. So if the area of need is X, Y, Z, please don't say because uh, is somehow I must take ABC. No. So And your area of need being that you need someone to take care of your clothes doesn't make her a house help. It doesn't even mean she has to do it personally. She could just be making sure the washman comes, does it, but that area is sorted out in your head. It's not your business. So have I, I, I don't know if you get what I mean with taking that part. Praise the Lord. She must meet your area of need. In Genesis, that's what God created the woman to come and do. And really, it's part of what I want to discuss today, but since the question came from there, I will start from there. Genesis 2.18. And the Lord God said, this is after God gave man work to do. He was busy. He was so busy, he was not even thinking of help. He was not thinking of a wife. It was God that felt, ah, it's not good for this man to be alone. I will make him somebody to come and help him to meet his needs. For some guys, your need may be, what now? Money. Yes. You need a woman that will help you maybe put your finances together, manage your finances. Please make sure she meets that need. So when you are going out, you are searching for that need until you find it and find it sacrificially. You have no business committing to that person. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Because of time, I will just go on. I, I wanted to take a few more questions, but we have a lot to do. Please, in the teachings, I just want to buttress these points. One of the reasons not to go into marriage, not to. Don't discover yourself to be very or highly sexually, can you word, you know, sexually active, okay? And you then decide that because of that, you want to marry. You will, you will still end up continuing being sexually active even after being married and you will end up cheating on both either, either way, both the ladies or the guys. Don't say, ah, ah I'm sexually married so, so that I can cover up myself. Let me now get married so that, no, you will continue being that active. If you cannot control yourself being single, you will still not control yourself even when you are married. Praise the Lord. Don't go into a marriage with a competitive mind. Go with a mind to cooperate. What does he have that you don't have? What does she have that you don't have? Go with the mind that you are putting heads together. Not that, ah, oh, so uh, he does this. Let me talk and do that now. Please use your strength for something else. Praise the Lord. And you have strength for many things that he does not have. And especially, let me go back to that Genesis where God said the woman came to meet his needs. Even where he knows his needs, he may not know all of his needs. You have come into his life as a woman to study him and help him. Your shoe, you didn't wear it well. Wear it for him. His cap. You know, I mean, look at those Yoruba traditional weddings. The guy receives the bride eh? and how she comes to him is to wear him his cap 
Eh? Eh. She's taking care of him. The evil one is wine. She will feed him. She's to take, go and take care of these men. Don't go in with that mind that we are equal. You are different. But he's your head. He's your head. Praise the Lord. I'm jumping, I'm jumping my notes. By the grace of God, by the grace of God, and the, the key word there is by the grace of God. I'm counting 26 years today, not because I can say, ah, this is what I do, or this is not what I do, or this is it, or this is it. Of course, there are some ground rules, but the crux of it is God. The crux of it is to live daily, sacrificially. I don't even, in fact, sometimes if I sit down to count how many years, to me, it's as if I'm lying. How can it be 26 years? Okay, I have a daughter to prove. Hey, if you don't have daughter, and call, can you? You know, it's, it's like a dream because every day is new. I don't put it on my head. Ah, hey, well, ah, ah, it's 26 years, so therefore. You know, some people go into marriage like that. I've met people that will say, ah, no, once we are married, you cannot wear this type of clothes. You cannot, this is how you will dress. You cannot wear trousers again. You'll be tying up. You'll be, they are, I mean, all this tradition ties you down. It ties you down. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So my guys, Proverbs 18.22, keep this advice and keep it to heart. You are the one to go and find. That is the Christian marriage. Go and find. Go and find. What are you looking for? Do you know what you are looking for? Do you know what you are to find? Do you know what you need? So that when you are looking, you are looking for what you need. Praise the Lord. It's like somebody searching a school's brochure for, for admission. And you don't know what course you want to read. You are just going to be confused. If they just give you any course, wakapas, and you take it, you will never be fulfilled. And guess what? Every man on the surface of this earth will get to a junction that they know what they need. But if you took that decision earlier than you found it, misery all the way. Praise the Lord. You get to a junction in life. You know. You now know. It may be late for you if you are counting it by time. It may be early for you. But please, that lateness is human's time. It's not God's time. Wait until you know what you need. It's even easier on the men. A man at 50 will get a 20-something-year-old. Yes or no? Yes. I'm not saying you should wait a 50 eh? <laughs> Praise the Lord. But please, don't jump. Make sure you know what you are looking for before you ask anybody out towards marriage. Praise the Lord. When um, it was time for Isaac to have a wife, Abraham said, come, my servant, swear to me that all this uh, around here, all these Canaanite women, don't take a wife for my son from here. Oh. Go home. He was speaking to character. He was speaking to so many things, you know, lumped up in that little verse. He said, go to my people. Yes, we can't live there. But I know that that is, 
the character that he needs. And for my guys, I want to leave you with this assurance. If you have God on your side, Genesis 24, 7, after the servant told Abraham that, ah, I have heard and I swear to you, but if I go and the lady doesn't follow me, what happens? He said, he reeled out a few things. I'll read it, verse 7. He said, the God of heaven, which took me from my father's house, and from the land of my kindred, and which spake unto me, and that swore unto me, saying, Unto thy seed will I give thee this land. This is where I'm going. He said, He shall send his angel before thee. So please, make sure you are with God like this, so that he can lead you. So that he can lead you. This, um, the whole relationship talk, it's so similar with our relationship with God. So similar. So similar. You cannot have a good Christian relationship without a good relationship with God. It's just not possible. It's not possible. If I will not cheat on my husband, it's not because of him. I will not cheat on him because of God. If he will not cheat on me, it's not because of me. It's because of God. That's how it should be. I should always come second. He should always come first after the first. Abby, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Today I want us to look at um, a typical marriage vows so that you understand that marriage is not for children. It's for people that are mature enough to understand these vows and commit to them. Praise the Lord. Marriage is not just to have children, to have sex, to, I don't know, all those. No, it's a commitment, whether children come or not. In riches, in poverty, in sickness, in health. You are committing that this person, I will stay committed to this person, regardless, in spite, despite. Praise the Lord. Can we have it up, please? Why is your team bent? <laughs> Praise the Lord. So this is a typical marriage vow. The first one is for the guy, and the second one is for the lady. Okay. So can we read it out together? Can we see it? Can we read it out together, please? So I'm expecting everybody's eyes to be here. Okay. One, two, go. Are we noting those commitments? You put your name on. And you are... <laughs> Praise the Lord. You are committing that from that day, she will become your wife, he will become your husband. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. There's an order that God wants marriage to have. And if I, if I must rest on something that has helped me, this is one of them. And I feel that in this day and age, 
this order has shifted. It's, it has, in fact, it has changed sometimes. It has even gone upside down completely. And the order will find it inefficient. Praise the Lord. Please, can we pull up the organogram? Okay, the woman. Okay, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. I've referred to it because of time. Pull up the organogram. And if all of us, male and female, go into marriage with this picture every day, not at the beginning or not when you are taking your vows, you go into that marriage every day with this picture. And what is the organogram? Christ is the head. Followed by who? The husband. Under the umbrella of the husband, there are two umbrellas there. It says, the husband is to provide for his family and is to protect his family. That is how God ordained it from the beginning. Then under the, under the husband, you have what? The wife. And the wife is now to nurture the children, manage the home. Praise the Lord. So if you go to marriage every day with this in mind, you will never, it won't be easy for you to talk back at your husband. In fact, it's so bad that even for some women in public, if you are slapping him at home, keep it in the house. In public, you will shut him up because you are either making more money than him or, you know, or the other way around. Some men in public, praise the Lord. Please, let's have this mind. And if you're not ready to commit to this, then don't even go there. Ask God for grace to stay alone. Because the misery of an unhappy marriage cannot be quantified. <laughs> you can't. It's, not, it's different from a relationship outbreak. Oh. Completely different. Completely different. The process of divorce is so painful. Very painful. I've sat down for some proceedings before. It was not me divorcing, no, but I was weeping. Because you think, I love you, I love you, I love you, it's just between the two of you now. The day you commit, you have brought in other parties that you don't even know. And you have to go before those parties to separate it, to dissolve it. They ask you such gory details. How many times does he sleep with you? I mean, all kinds of nonsense that should not come out in public. So it's better, eh? Don't commit. It's better. Praise the Lord. Ephesians 5, the popular scripture that is usually used at, at many weddings. Ephesians 5, 21 to 33. It says, submit yourselves. This is the Christian marriage. Oh. Submit yourselves one to another in the fear of God. So because of God, you submit to each other. Not because the person deserves it, because sometimes they don't deserve it. Sometimes they've upset you so much. But because of God, ah, you remember this order. You remember this order. Now, okay, yes, I can, I can show my anger, but praise the Lord. Verse 22, my women, pull your ears and hear. It says, wives, submit yourselves unto your own husband as unto the Lord. How are you submitting to God? That is the way you will submit to your husband. To thyself be true. Check. 
how much obedience to God's word are you, do you have? That is how you will submit to him. Praise the Lord. And uh, verse 23 says, husbands, the husband is the head of the wife. This is not one of those scriptures that you say, uh, the Bible meant, the Bible said, another translation. No, it's clear. He is the head of the house. So my guys, please, if you are not ready to be a leader, don't go into marriage. You have no business marrying. Because that is why the woman will speak over you. Because the woman is strong. If she were not strong, God won't create her to come and help you. He won't. We are very, very strong. You give us a man, we'll go 50. If we fool, you don't know what you are doing. We'll push you aside, give you what to do. But if you stand in your place and show leadership, we will follow. We can't be very cowed. We can. All we need is that strength for the head. So please, a woman that you cannot show leadership, a woman that you cannot, you know, be a trailblazer to her, you will eventually become, eventually ride you over. And it will not be her fault because it's a natural nature of a woman to be strong. Praise the Lord. So remain the head in Jesus' name. As Christ is the head of the church. Verse 24. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands. In, in what? In what? My women, in what? In some things. In only training. Oh, okay. Only when he wants to pay the house rent. In everything. 25. Husbands, love your wives. Love them. <laughs> the kind of love that God showed us through Jesus Christ. You must have it. That kind of love that is unconditional. Has no conditions. She's good though. She's not good though. She cooks though. She doesn't cook though. Sex though. She's refusing you. Everything. Love her. You know all her past. Love her. You know her present. In fact, God has shown you her future. Love her. All her errors, love her. Praise the Lord. It says you must love us. Yes, at this time I choose to be. <laughs> you must love us as Christ loved the church and gave himself. So that love is not the selfish love of being obsessed or possessive. No, it's the sacrificial love. The love that says, in spite of it all, come, let's talk. The love that says, despite what you did, come, let's reason together. I mean, you can imagine somebody offending you, and you are telling the person, come, let's talk. That alone will weaken the person's defense. That alone will touch the person's heart. Ah, ah in fact, I, I dare not offend this man again. I dare not offend him again. Look at how he embraced me. Look at how he took me. Even after I know that I'm the one that offended him. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Then he speaks about um, that he may be sanctified, cleanser. I didn't say you go and be bathing for how. Yeah. Praise the Lord. I will jump to verse 29 says, for no man ever hated his own flesh. But what do you do to yourself? Do to her. Nourish yourself. Cherish yourself. 
just as God did to the church. Praise the Lord. I'll jump to verse 32. Okay, no, verse 31. For this cause shall a man leave his wife, leave, ah, he won't leave his wife, oh. shall a man leave his father and mother and shall be joined unto his wife and they too shall become one flesh. That becoming, verse 32 says is a mystery. It is a mystery. I'm counting 32, 26 years. 26 years in marriage, 32 years thereabout that we have known each other, I'm still, we are still becoming. We are still, so if you expect that becoming in a year, unmet expectations. If you expect that becoming, till you die, you are becoming. Because you were two, you were and are still two individuals before you came together. Plus the fact that now you know that you should be two complete individuals before two of you will ever merge and be like this. It takes time. It takes patience. Please give it the time and patience that it takes and that it needs. Praise the Lord. It's a mystery. In fact, the Bible says it's a great mystery. And it is great indeed. Because sometimes we have some arguments and I'm thinking, how are we arguing this type of argument at this hour? You're almost grandparents. You're arguing this type of argue. Ah, argue that, <laughs> you know, if these youths come and ask you for counseling on this topic, you will advise, Abby, and you're arguing this type of argue. Kewe, you better shut up your mouth. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And then I'll jump to the end of that verse 32. It says, Okay, it says to the wives especially, and I think this is where a lot of us miss it as women. It says, and the wife sees that she reverence her husband. A lot of you, you are not ready to reverence the man you want to marry. You are not. He's not, you are not taking him as your head. And those are the things that cause problems. Those are the things that cause problems. God will help us in Jesus' name. And then I want to touch on lateness, timing, lateness, timing, you know, some people feel, ah, this is, by this age, I'm late, by this age, you know, I should be married, I should be made, I should, I should, I should, I should, and it's not coming, please, check yourself, usually, it may not be the case all the time, but usually, there's there are some character deficiencies that you have, both male and female, that you have to deal with. Praise the Lord. To thyself be true. Check them and deal with them. However, I want to encourage, especially the ladies, with this um, picture. I stumbled on it while I was trying to prepare these notes. I said, oh, this picture, I used to use it a long time ago. Please, can we have it up? I'm not sure we can see. Can we see it? Okay, if you can see it, please read. Uh-huh. Okay. Ah.
Hmm. Please collect it from media after and go and read it. <laughs> but the bottom line, the crux of it, of the message there, is to my ladies, are you precious? Do you see yourself as precious? Do you truly see yourself as precious? You have to. So that it's not every guy that comes your way that you just say yes to because you are insecure. No. There are many good guys, but it's only one that is your husband. It's only one, but there are many good guys. The same with the guys too. There are many good ladies, but it's only one that is your wife. You cannot marry, no matter what you do, you cannot marry three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You can't. Pigami, they will carry you even if you don't follow God. Abi, is it pigamy or polygamy? Sorry. Uh, it will be pigamy to the court, Abi. It will be pigamy to the court. Uh, I, have, I have lawyers around me now. They are teaching me well. It will be pigamy to the court. Yes. If you go to the court and marry more than once. But it's polygamy. If you now hide under uh, his traditional wedding now, then you marry six, seven, eight, ten. Like the man that married 27 in one day in this Nigeria. Do we know him? You don't know him? You don't know him? Fella? He married 27 women in one day. Praise the Lord. So because of time, I'd like us to just close on these notes. Please, please, please. Let's take heed. He who has ears, let him hear. Finally, this is an assignment for all of us. We've been enjoying all these teachings. So either bring out your notepads or bring out your phones. Then we do this quick assignment before we close. Quickly, quickly, quickly. You just need something that you'll be able to write five, five lines or five comma, four comma. Maurice, get your phone or a notepad. You must have something. Everybody must. Ushers, please go around. Who doesn't have paper, pen? You have a phone. Bring it out. Everybody, everybody, even if you were not in these teachings, you'll be able to answer the questions. Praise the Lord. Are we ready? Don't worry, you are not submitting. So that you'll be free to write whatever you want to write. I prefer it on your phones because the paper, you will throw it away. And I need you to have record of what you have written. No phone, no paper. Somebody's here, no? Okay, phone, sorry, thank you. Are we ready? Ushers, please indicate. Let me know. Okay, I need us to write down five causes of problems in marriage. It's personal to you. It's not a combined work. Five causes of problems in marriage. What can cause problems in marriage? 
five of them. I'm sure some people can write 10, 20, 50, 100. First person to finish, we get gets indicates that you are the first, that I tell you what you get. First person to finish will get all the getting. And there's a getting. Are you done? Um if fair, are you done? So are you the first? <laughs> you get nothing. <laughs> okay, so if you are done writing them, everybody in this room is either in one of these two categories. You cannot be in both. It's either you are married or you are not. If you are married, you are covered, in quotes. If you are not married and you are trusting God to get married, that's why I said the married people are covered. If you are not married and you are trusting God to get married, please rise on your feet now with your five points. If you are married, please join them and let us encourage ourselves. If you know you have decided that you don't want to marry, please sit down. Majestically sit down. Then we know you are following Apostle Paul. So this is what we are going to do with our five points. Please, it's a serious matter. Please rise if you know you are trusting God that you will marry. Maybe not now. Maybe a few years time. But it's your desire to get married one day. And if you are already married, please join us. Us that are trusting God that we want to get married. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So those five causes of, those five problems, ah, sorry, those five causes of problems in marriage. I want you to take them one after the other. We are going to take them twice. The first time you will start with yourself and say, God, say for example you have written lack of communication. So now you will say, God, let, it, let me not be the one causing lack of communication. Do you understand? So you pick those points one after the... They are your points, so you wrote them. So pick them one after the other. That God, let this not be me. Let this not be me. Begin to pray. Let us begin to pray. Father, Lord, God Almighty, we come before you. We know, oh God, that you are concerned about every detail of our life. And so we have brought this particular detail of our life to you. All these issues that happen in marriage, all these problems that happen in marriage. Father, as we go through this, our list one after the other, we are asking, oh God, that I will not be the one causing the problems. I will not be the one causing these problems. I will not be the one causing these problems. We'll give you a few minutes to pray. 
pray for your family to come that God, I will not be the one causing these problems. And if you are already married, pray for your present family already. That God, I will not be the one causing these problems. In the mighty name of Jesus. In every area of my life, oh God, that I may be the one causing this problem. Father, come and fix me. Fix me, oh God, fix me. I lay my life before you now. Lord, fix me. Fix me, oh God. In the areas where I do not even know that I have those traits, open my eyes to see. Fix me, oh God, open my eyes to see. In the mighty name of Jesus. Let me be, not be the one causing these problems, oh God. In the precious name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we have prayed. So let's turn the table around now and pray still with your list that God, that my partner to come, please cure the person of these problems before they come and meet me. And if you're already married, please let these problems not exist in my partner anymore. In the mighty name of Jesus. Let us pray. Let us pray. Let us pray. Pray, 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 pray. Pray for your marriage. Pray, pray, pray. Pray ahead. And if you're already married, pray now for your marriage. Pray. It's a, it's a, it's a lonely and a narrow journey, but it's very interesting if you walk the way with God. If you walk it with God, it is very interesting. If you walk it with God, you will achieve much more than if you are standing alone. Pray, pray, pray. Commit your heart and pray. God help my partner if he's still looking for me if she's still if I'm yet to find her father all these problems all these character traits remove them from from him remove them from her in the mighty name of Jesus all these character traits remove them in the precious name of Jesus In Jesus' name we have prayed. In Jesus' name we have prayed. I said earlier that you cannot speak about a good Christian marriage or relationship, a healthy relationship, without looking at our relationship with Christ. So if you don't have a good relationship with Christ, I'm not a prophet of doom, but if you are not walking with Christ already, when it's time to look for a wife, you will not just by fluke just walk with him. No. Walking with him also takes a process, also takes some time, also takes some understanding. And if you are not yet already walking with him and you are tending towards getting married, it will be difficult for you to hear or take any instructions from him. It will be very difficult. You'll be hearing yourself and not knowing you are hearing yourself. Praise the Lord. And when the problems come, a lot of us will turn around and behave like Adam that said, it's the wife you gave me. Praise the Lord. 
So at this hour, I want to plead and I want to appeal. If you know that your relationship with God is nothing, this is the time to renew it. This is the time to commit to a good relationship with God. Because you will not suddenly show up when it's time for you to choose, look for a wife. He will not suddenly show up when it's time for you to decide, should I follow this man or not? You need to have a relationship with him already. So that as including the decision of marriage and other decisions of your life will be easy for you to hear from him. Even though we are standing, please can we bow our heads and close our eyes and allow people the opportunity to raise their hand up and say, I'm weak, I know, I have tried, but I need help. I need you to join your faith with mine so that I can develop this relationship with him and keep it alive. Is there anybody like that? Please, just raise up your hand and let us come and come and join our faith with you. Anybody like that? Anybody like that? Let her walk with you be renewed in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we are free. Anybody else, please just raise your hand and we'll just pray with you. We'll join our faith with you. You know in your heart that your faith is shaking. Please just raise your hand.